Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. This week's Law and Order Marathon winner is Jackie Lawson of at... Sorry. This week's Law and Order Marathon winner is Jackie Lawson of Atlanta, Georgia. Jackie will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To me next week's winner, sign up at lawandorderpodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoy and Adam Schwitters. And these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. <laughs> Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about Network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent, SVU, or Original Recipe. And today we're looking at Special Victims Unit, Season 5, Episode 19, Sick. Pedophiles never think they're hurting them. You're just loving them, right? Yes, but not in the sick way you're thinking. I don't think that way. There's nothing more natural and more beautiful than loving a child. You're sick. Joining me to do just that is true crime author and host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcast, Rebecca Lavoy. Hello, Rebecca. Kevin, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, really? Yes. Because you love this episode. It's one of my all-time favorite episodes. I could not be happier to be here. Thank you for finally doing this episode. Like, uh, I, d- I could not be happier. I've put my special lip gloss on and oh, everything. Geez. Well, I don't know if he put on special lip gloss, but it's time to welcome our special guest from the Munch My Benson podcast. Oh, no, 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 right. no, 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 yes. no, 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 Oh, hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. This is uh, this is a pleasure because this episode is like exactly what me and my co-host like to do. This is why we like this show. Yeah. Is bonkers, wild romps. You have a podcast that takes an irreverent look at SVU. Hasn't that been done? (laughs) Yeah, there's a few people out there doing stuff like that. Now, we actually started a blog called Munch My Benson like in 2005 or Mm -hmm. something, 2006, something like that. And it was very short-lived we were really bad about doing it and then years later when the pandemic happened we were like well why we have time now why don't we just start talking about this yeah i mean and so i was like listening to your podcast i was like well yeah they kind of they kind of do a similar thing to us but we we have our own little take on things and uh we let a randomizer uh kind of bring us through the series so sometimes it gives and sometimes it takes away perfect yeah well, look, there are people who watch SVU differently than we do. You think? Yeah. No, yeah. They, they see it less as a cop show and more as like a vehicle for catharsis, for victims. Yeah. It's, you know. Kevin, they, people see this as an actual drama on television. They mm-hmm. see it very differently than we do. Right. <laughs> well, well, Adam, do you ever get the how dare you emails for laughing at well, some of this stuff? 
We have had people kind of comment that we're too negative on the show that we like actually don't like it. And it's like, no, well, I mean, we watch it like every week we watch this show, like literally every single week we watch an episode. We have to like it, but we can also admit when it's really bad. Yeah. And sometimes it is just completely awful and embarrassing. And other times it's fantastic. Yeah. But, but but the fandom has never really come after you, right? Not so bad. I think we're so niche. People listen to us and they have to listen to us. You know, we are bantering about like the origins of the Albanian language. And uh, <laughs> like my co-host will go on like a 30 minute deep dive into literally every single, you know, guest character actor in the show. So like people who stick with us kind of have to kind of, I think, see it somewhat from our perspective. You know, they like the weird and the wonderful. Well, then let me ask you this. Have Barba and Carisi secretly been lovers aka barisi and if not how can you live with yourself knowing you've insulted special victims everywhere (laughs) i do like barisi as an option out there i mean it's definitely like the new ben bot right it's got it's got legs Uh (laughs) (laughs) so adam of all the franchises which two cops are your favorite detective team favorite law and order detective team you know i really like uh finn and beach uh beach um Finn and Lake, I'm sorry. A Chester Lake lover. Yeah, I'm, we're beachheads. We're like a huge beachhead podcast. That's uh, <laughs> that's one of our uh, the flags that we planted. But I just wish he had more screen time. I don't think they ever figured out how to use that character. But the few times that he actually does well, I'm a big fan. Wow, two weeks in a row between Sarah D. Bunting, who's yeah. been carrying that flag yeah, for years. she's the only one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, actually, there's two. There are two now. There we go. <laughs> and Adam, who is your favorite prosecutorial team? Favorite law and order district attorney prosecutorial team. Uh, well, I got to say Barba's the guy, at least nowadays. Mm-hmm. I, I really like, I'm a big fan of the, the Robinette in Stone years. Yeah, you know, yeah. Way back, season one, TOS law and order, but... But uh, I, I think post that, I don't really love uh, when they kind of get stuck into getting, a, a, you know, models for want of a better term. I mean, <laughs> I, some of them are quite good and they, they're very convincing as lawyers, but but it kind of gets worse and worse. It kind of, you know, each iteration of it gets a little bit more uh, harder to take. Like, like a photocopy of a photocopy. Exactly. When you finally get to Greylick, it's like this. This is not <laughs> this person is not a lawyer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's take a look at the first half of this episode, SVU Season 5, Episode 19, Sick. Let's do it! Just a reminder, we'll be talking about fictional detectives investigating fictional sex crimes against fictional children. (laughs) But if you still find that especially heinous, you may want to listen to one of our other episodes. The best fictional children ever, by the way. Yeah, college students in Denver spot someone making threats against cops and children on a chat board. If you don't remember what that is, ask your grandparents. <laughs> when they trace it to New York in the fancy apartment of Jeremy Oslo, they find the online threats are coming from his 12-year-old son, JJ. And so ends another two-minute episode of SVU. He's 12 years old, for Pete's sake. Didn't you pull pranks at that age? Pranks? Yeah, but I never threatened to kill any cops or say I wanted to... Rip off her clothes, slashing as I defile her? That's what you'd like to do? Trust me. No more horror movies or websites. Don't blame them. It didn't make me do this. Well, we find out that JJ is a fucking smartass with anger issues. Benson and Stabler learn he's been mutilating his sister's dolls and beating up the school bully. Craigan convinces the father to send him to Bellevue instead of juvenile detention. That's where Huang tries to get JJ to open up. 
He says he was molested during a sleepover at Billy's house. Billy turns out to be Billy Tripley, CEO of Tripley Toys, who paid the Oslo's $4 million to keep quiet about the abuse. The detectives searched Billy's apartment, which includes bicycles, soda fountains, pinball machines, leader hosen, a lemur, and a secret pirate room where J.J. says it all goes down. They arrest Billy, his fancy lawyer files some motions, and Novak tells the judge Billy is still entertaining minors in his home. Olivia and Elliot crash the party to give him a stern warning, and on the way out, they meet a former Shots Brewery bottle capper from Milwaukee and her terminally <laughs> ill granddaughter. That's when Casey gets a videotape of J.J. recanting his accusation. Benson and Stapler go to the Oslo's home to get J.J., but the parents say they've sent J.J. somewhere. They'll never find him. Mm. So this whole thing kicks off... I guess we're in Denver. We f- figure that out through context yeah. clues later, but it's a, it's a college dorm, and someone is looking at a slasher chat room. Rage is eating me alive. Must release it. I have a knife and rope and a five-year-old. Screw her innocence, then slice her up. This is sick. He swears he's not joking. The writers didn't put a lot of thought in the screen name, for for JJ, right? No, he's psycho killer. Yeah, uh, and then uh, not even psycho killer two seven four, right? <laughs> no, just psycho killer. Uh, he has a really funny font, though. It's kind of like like a bloody <laughs> Comic Sans, which I really like. I think on AOL you could have done that at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's goth girl, but without an eye in the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The first issue, though, right, this is 2004, and the other, the preppy roommate is not able to make a phone call because the goth girl is on the internet. Like, yes. I went to I went to college in 1998, and we had, like, dedicated, like, high-speed internet plug-in at that point, right? I don't think any university worth its salt had dial-up modems in 2004, and it seemed like they were on campus. Were you college age when you went to college, or were you, like, 40, like these actors when they went to college? <laughs> no, well, good point yeah no yeah. <laughs> but uh the jj just has like he's like a great poster uh i don't know if you guys are on twitter that much i'm not a big tweeter but i do enjoy the i do enjoy the medium um he goes he ham says, absolutely he goes ham i have big plans for little girls yeah. and then later he says rage is eating me alive must release it i have a knife and a rope and a five-year-old. Oh, it's too bad there were no emojis back then. Yeah. Because he could have eggplant, 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 rope, rope, rope. Twirling his mustache. And, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Well, JJ is not the contrite guy you think. He was just a prank preteen. He's more like a hardened criminal, right? Give it up, detective. My parents would die before they let anything bad happen to me. Give it up, yeah. detective. JJ is my yeah. favorite child to ever appear on this show. I want JJ. He's got great hair, dude. Yeah. I want JJ to move into my house. His smart ass, <laughs> a- his smart ass remarks. He's clever as fuck. I don't even care that he's Absolutely. a psychopath. He is so so fucking God. funny. He's going he goes toe to toe with Stabler. Believe me, I know what a pain little sisters can be. Just tell me what you did. She melts in my favorite CD in her easy bake oven. Well, that sucks. What did you do? Nothing. I never do anything. When someone makes me mad, I just imagine hurting them. That makes me feel better. So it's like a release valve. You think about it, but don't actually do it. That's what he said, moron. 
He calls Stabler a moron. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. He's not wrong. Brad, I'm right. He's not wrong. <laughs> not at all. By the way, it's always great when a little girl brings her own doll to SVU so that she can <laughs> oh, point. Yeah. Lizette, I need you to show me on this doll all the places where JJ hurt you. It's definitely, it's like the SVU, it's SVU's, like, it's Chekhov's doll is what it is. You know, <laughs> yeah. in, in SVU, when you see a little girl with a doll, you're like, okay, they're going to point out and ask where she got molested. And it's, you're just waiting for the shoe to drop. Yes. Show um, me on your doll. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so gross. Well, she's got a whole box of dolls with their crotches burned off. Like, why is she still playing with these dolls? She's not. And, they're in the hospital. Oh, they're all in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> But wouldn't it smell? I mean, like burnt That's plastic stinks up a room, right? Like, so wouldn't the yeah. whole house smell like like just disgusting burnt plastic? Yes. I don't know. Uh, tear off uh, your own head. Yes. So, so here's my question: Like, the parents obviously have a lot of like a lot to lose. Like, so they they keep like a lot of like JJ stuff secret, and it's like boys will be boys, mm-hmm. whatever. And we don't know this at this point. So at this point, it's just like the parents being like boys will be boys, you know? Mm-hmm. Boys will be boys. Sure. They go on the internet. They say rape stuff. It's fine, whatever. <laughs> what the fuck is their excuse for their daughter having a giant hospital under their bed with a bunch of mutilated dolls? Girls will be girls? Like, what is that? Boys like ruining girls toys you know that's what he said who hasn't taken a flamethrower to a barbie doll once in a while <laughs> what girl child hasn't had a bunch of mutilated people under her bed in a giant box it's like young kathy bates it's like barbie's dream burn unit <laughs> who, who's giving the kid like flames to burn these toys with too i mean it seems like bad parenting the, these these are all around like parents of the year material, the Ostalos. I'm a big fan of this family. We should say, I do think the daughter, what's her name? Uh, Jaslyn oh, or Lizette, uh, whatever. Lizette, yeah. We never, ever examine JJ's claim that she burned his favorite CD in her Easy Bake Oven. I didn't think it got that hot in the Easy Bake Oven, even with the 500 watt bulb. I didn't think Which, you could. Which, by the way, I'm not 100% sure she did not burn some of those dolls as well. Oh, yeah. So he's on a slasher fan chat room, right? Yeah. So what is his favorite CD, right? What what is well, like what yeah. is the okay, what is a slasher fan, right? And are we talking like movies or is is this some kind Slayer, of like musical genre I, that I'm unaware yeah. of? Yeah. I don't, uh, know. I don't know, ministry or something, um, <laughs> some kind of like Swedish black metal or something like that. It wasn't Hannah Montana. Nope. Yeah. No, it wasn't. So Finn and Munch <sighs> go to JJ school looking for the class bully and they walk in on gym class. Yeah. And Munch is having PTSD about dodgeball. Dodgeball? Haven't they outlawed this barbaric practice yet? I love this game. Yeah, we never say this. You know, I literally weighed 98 pounds. I could still hear them break the pencil. That was a walking bruise. When the kid tries to throw the ball at Finn, he catches it and then slams him in the face with it. You're out, Mitchell. I know. He police brutality side kid. Oh, my God. I can still hear them say, break the pencil. Poor Munch. This is such a good Munch episode. Like, Munch has four or five great lines in it. By the way, Huang does what he does best. He gets a person to open up about a lifetime of psychological problems in 90 seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he lies to them about his his, uh, uh, his association with the police. But, you know. Don't worry, this oh is well. not going to come back to incriminate you. No, 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 no. <laughs> they don't care about me. Sounds like they let you down before. Can't say. You know, JJ, it's okay. You can tell me. You don't understand. I'm not allowed to talk about it. Why not? Because of the contract. By the way, once he gets JJ at his most vulnerable place discussing the abuse, Huang gets up. And then sits down 
right next to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. The first thing I thought was, he's making his move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, In part man. because he also turns to him and he says, quote, you got to get it out now. Yeah. Was like, like, you're not talking about his <laughs> Get what out? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was not a great, it was not a great long moment. It was not. I mean, I know what he was going for, but I also uh, had a moment where I was like, is this not a little bit of trauma reenactment going on right here? It was not great. It was a little bit about like the whole like dodgeball scene all over again yeah. where Finn was do, reenacting do, Munch's dodgeball trauma. Was it not? Do you think they have a secret, uh, you know, nautical themed room at Bellevue uh, for the kids to open up? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, got, me, they got plenty of dolls. Yeah. Show me on the captain's yeah, wheel. Show me on the pirate where he touched you with your hook. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fictional children, people. Fictional all right, let's take a look at our cast. We have a Hey, It's That Girl, literally. Mm-hmm, we sure do. Hey, it's that girl. It's Marlo Thomas from the classic TV show, That Girl. Why did you take him to the lawyer of the man he had accused? And why wouldn't you bring him into the police or the ADA? Grammy, Golden Globe, and three-time Emmy Award winner. She's playing Judge Mary Clark. Yes. Four Law mm-hmm. & Order appearances. Marlo is the daughter of Danny Thomas. From Father Knows Best, and after that girl, she produced the seminal children's album, Free Free to to Be, be, You and Me. me. Yes, William wants a doll, so he can show on the doll where the bad man touched him, apparently. It was so prescient, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, my God. All I could say is, like, I'm free to be your guardian ad litem. That's all I could think of when I watched this entire episode. Adam, did you have that, that album? No, uh, no, I'm not a I'm not a Marlo Thomas musical act fan. I know her mostly from the St. Jude's ads. <laughs> yes, Adam did not have hippie yeah. parents in the '70s like we did, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know what? She's she's very active in St. Jude's Hospital. That was Danny Thomas's yeah. charity. She's taking it over. She is a Presidential Medal of Freedom honoree, and she played yeah. Rachel's mom on Friends. Well, that's clearly her most sure important did, role. Yeah. That's how. Oh my gosh! That's all the. Uh, that's how all the Zoomers know her from the. Mm-hmm. Netflix reruns of yeah. Friends. The Netflix Zoomers know her from the Netflix reruns of a show that was on when we were young. How yes. sad is that? Sad. Uh, pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. Did you know who Marlo Thomas is married to? Yes, oh, Phil Donahue. God. Yeah, Phil Donahue. Yes, they have yeah. a podcast they together do? called Double Date. Really? Really? Yeah. I can't believe they're still married, by the way. I threw it out there thinking, like, I knew they used to be married like 20 years ago. Is that still true? <laughs> That's what I was thinking when I said that out loud. Yeah, they were married more than 40 years. They were married a long wow. ass time. Yeah. Apparently, the secret to a long marriage is to not take your husband's last name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm great then. I'm looking at High you, little boy. That's, That's what my wife did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell me the name of the actress playing Nora Hodges, the grandmother? She's got leukemia. Diagnosed a year ago. Nothing the doctors are doing seems to be helping, so I'm searching for alternative cures. Cindy, Cindy Williams. Cindy Williams, yes. Best known as Shirley Feeney from Laverne and Shirley. Her ex-husband is Bill Hudson, who is the ex Mm. to Goldie Hawn and the Mm. father of Kate Hudson. Really? I guess he had a type. Yeah, he had girls that make him laugh, but apparently not (laughs) too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cindy had a role tap dancing with Gene Kelly, and she says that she stepped on his foot and ended his career. No. Well, the stepping on the foot part, yes. I, yes. I would imagine you would, I, I would never try to dance again after, you know, stepping on Ginger Rogers' 
heel or something. Now like I that. hear that Gene Kelly was sort of a dick to women who couldn't dance. So I'm I'm guessing that he shouldn't shouldn't her own dancing career after that. And that's why she went on to like yeah. pull beers off of Milwaukee like beer line <laughs> after that, right? But she's also tiny, right? So yep. I can't yeah. imagine her actually injuring, you know, the beefcake Gene Kelly. Yeah. Shamil, Shamazel. Shamazel. Yeah, you can see how she had all the moves back in the day. In the year 2000, Cindy Williams wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post opposing a 25% pay increase for the military. Huh. Uh, of course, it was a different Cindy Williams. Oh, okay, uh, thank God. A research oh, okay. fellow at MIT, <laughs> but uh, Shirley Feeney got all the hate mail. Oh. As in, like, mm. like why, why is why is Shirley Feeney a, a researcher at MIT? And why you know? does everyone assume there's only one person <laughs> named Cindy Williams? Those two yeah. very common mm-hmm. names. Uh, we do have a hey, it's that guy. Yeah. Hey, it's... That guy. Rebecca, who's the actor playing attorney Chauncey Zerko? It's my own local mm-hmm. hero, Peter Riegert. Ah. Yeah. The alleged victim was sent to Bellevue for posting violent threats on the internet. He made no mention of my client. Best known as Boone in Animal House? No, best known as my yeah. local hero, Peter Riegert. What are you talking about? The movie. Local hero. Yeah. No, he's not. He's, no, I already told you. He's best known as Boone. Oh, come on. Boone, I'm no, telling you. No, 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 oh, no, see, no, I no. think that's, Adam, I think I've, I've come up on a gender difference today. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> you know, see, we're known from Animal House. No. And gals known from Local Heroes. Personally, I think of him as Assemblyman Zellman from The Sopranos. There you but go. that's just yes. me. He had a recurring role on The Sopranos, and there was a scene in which Tony was supposed to beat him naked with a belt. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, Peter Rieger, uh, he said he didn't know he was going to have to be naked for the scene. It was very uncomfortable. And James Gandolfini sensed his discomfort and went to the re- the director and had them rewrite the scene so he could just be in his tidy whiteies. Oh, Peter. Mm, oh, that's yeah. nice. I, was, I thought you were going to say that Gandolfini was going to get naked with him and then do it, but, uh, <laughs> but that was a, a better story. <laughs> hey, does this make you feel better if I do it too? <laughs> Peter Riegert is that perfect class of actor where he just like never ascends beyond a certain point. It's like Peter Riegert is just like right here. Peter Riegert hey, is always going to be like right here in that 20, sandwich moment. 2023 could yeah. be the year that Peter Riegert happens. <laughs> he could saying. bust out. So guys, we do have some repeat offenders. Repeat offender. Mr. Marishka, Peter Herman is back as uh, Trevor Langan. Mr. Wife Guy. Your Honor, this is a blatant fishing expedition. Also, Bill Hogg from Orange is the New Black plays that cop in Denver with the New York accent. Mm, Oh, my God. Yeah. And killing cops. He logged off half an hour ago. Check out his last post. So do you guys recognize the little girl playing April? No. No. She said it was my only chance. If we didn't get the money, I'd die. I just didn't want to die. It's hard without the hair, right? Or but eyebrows. Or yeah. eyebrows, yeah. That's Madeline Martin. Uh, she had three Law & Order appearances. She was David Duchovny's mm. daughter, Becca, in Californication. Uh, let's see. She was also the voice of JoJo on Disney's JoJo Circus. Nope. Still? Mm, no? Not, not getting not, anything? No, I'm an adult, no. Kevin. <laughs> uh, she was nominated for a Fangora Chainsaw Award for the TV show mm. Hemlock Grove. Unfortunately, nice. she did not win. What is a Fangora Chainsaw and what is Hemlock Grove? Uh, it's a, it's a uh, horror movie award show. Okay, just checking. Lastly, do you know the name of the actor playing young JJ? Billy owns a company my daddy used to work for. 
He pays them so much money not to tell they never have to work again. That's Shane Ashton Habucha. He was in Stephen King's Desperation. He has done some cartoon work as the voice of Robin and young Superman, but he's best known as the boy from the music video, Stacy's Mom. <gasps> really? Yeah. He got to ogle Rachel Hunter while she got a massage and <laughs> swam in a bikini. Do you remember this video? I do remember this video. It was, <laughs> yeah. gross. It was a gross video. Yeah, at the end of the video, they redid that scene with Phoebe uh, Cates from Fast Times at Ridgemont yeah. High. Yeah. Yep. Stacy walks yep. in on him in the bathroom while he's yanking it. Uh, by oh, the way, God. if it were me and it was Rachel Hunter, I wouldn't stop. I would just be like, "That's you, gross." That's our, that, you whatever you me. want, Stacey. I'm not getting this chance that's again. That's gross because that's not a fictional child at that point. That's gross. <laughs> it's not a fiction. It's a fictional mom. Yeah, it's so gross. Uh, Billy Tripley has a luxury apartment, and it's filled with all sorts of things that children love. Yeah. Including a lemur? Whoa, what the hell is that? That's Mr. Triplett's lemur. You frightened it. Lemur, aren't those things endangered? He is here. God knows what he's doing to it. Was that a CGI lemur? No, real lemur. But this guy's supposed to be Michael Jackson, right? I mean, that's obvious, right? He's, yeah. He's like the early, or like whatever, the early allegations, Michael Jackson. He's got like <laughs> a funny nose. He's got a weird primate. He's got like a, you know, a treasure room for his kids to sleep over in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he also has, by the way, a fountain soda machine, which I super yeah. want in my house. <laughs> well, if you go over Billy's. I'm just saying. Yeah. And you pet Bubbles, the I, uh, lemur. I, it could be the ultimate luxury, just being like, <sighs> like being able to pour But he does have like coke. 10 staff members, right? So is one of the staff members just tasked with cleaning that thing? Got it. <laughs> Clean the pipes. Yep. Bring in the new thing, a syrup. Yeah, you got it. Absolutely. It's yeah. not a soda stream. It's a fountain soda machine. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Cool, but you have to have the accompanying ice machine, too. Otherwise, yes. it's just The it's crushed just ice gross. machine. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. What I want to know is where are the real life like billionaire toy moguls who are like disrupting the toy industry? Like where are the, like the famed toy moguls, you know, in, th- in this day and age? Like where did they go? The I, Warby Parker of toys. There's, there yeah. hasn't been that. Yeah. You're right. There has not been yeah. a Warby Parker. Of no, toys. I, f- I feel like toy companies are just like low margin kind of, you know, f- faceless. I don't know. I don't even know what they are. I don't I have a toddler. I don't know where I get these toys from. You, you don't get a lemur if you have that kind of, you know. Do you think this is the same lemur who played like Ross's lemur? and like friends i don't think it's a real lemur i think it's like that tiger from the wildlife episode that uh ate the rapper gots money so this isn't the monkey mm. that was inside the basketball no not the monkey in the yeah basketball. no i think they got a lemur guy there's a lemur guy around here somewhere i'll find him I'll yeah i'll find him i need a lemur <laughs> wrangler uh by the way munch and finn find the infamous treasure room oh. and then they and then when they come in there is a string of pedophile pirate jokes. No! Epic banter. Epic. Pervert ahoy. Pedophilic pirate motif. Interesting choice. What do you gotta do to get booty from this treasure chest? I wonder how many victims walk Tripley's gangplank. Just classic banter. Can we just talk about this? <laughs> this is the only scene I have ever seen in SVU. Adam, you've watched many episodes of the show. Can you not confirm? Yes. Okay, first of all, I'm really glad it's Munch and Finn. Because Olivia yeah. and Stabler, it's always like, oh, oh, I can't even look at it. I can't even talk Sometimes about they it. Sometimes joke. Well, it, like they'll make like weird, like Elliot will make like the mm. like weird one off. But they're always like, I can't mm. even look at this. And I'm like, well, it's your fucking job. You're yeah. supposed to look at it. <laughs> but this is the only Absolutely. scene ever. There is a string of like dark humor 
like mm-hmm. child molester jokes. When they're walking around like a crime scene, yeah, right? Like, for I the mean, minute, they're, they're like, like a- <laughs> for, for a second, I was into it. I'm like the dark humor, like I'm kind of into it because that one is one of yeah. my favorite like dark humor, like genres of humor. But then after sure. a second, I was like, wait a minute, this is actually a TV show about sex crimes. <laughs> Maybe this is not the forum for this. I don't know. Yeah. I found myself a little disconcerted by this moment in the show. I don't. Am I the only one? I mean, how how many victims did walk the plank, though? That's something yeah. we all want to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Absolutely. Now, we, like, we don't get a uh, that's messed up from Finn, but we do get a that's just wrong. Yeah. Oh, this is just wrong. Little jammies, each one a different thing. What's this about? Trippy's idea of lingerie. Bag them up, get them to the crime lab. Hopefully they'll find some dirty laundry in the dirty laundry. <laughs> there were cute pajamas. I would like, yeah. I would put my son in some of those. The, the, he's like the ominous music when he pulls out the little cop number and he's like, this is lingerie for Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and why, why, how come he got all those pajamas, but they're all the same size? Mm. If you were like mm. a serial pedophile trap layer you would yeah, have. You kind of got a variety, oh, right? You yeah. got 4T and you got, you know. Oh, fuck. 4T? That bad? <laughs> oh, man. That's big. Remember, remember, that's the Munch My Benson podcast you can send your mail to. <laughs> <laughs> they, so they bring Billy in, and I would just posit that saying, of course I sleep in the bed with him, is not a good answer. And how often do you sleep in the same bed with these kids? All the time. What's wrong with that? You're a 35 year old man. Yeah, which is, it's something that SVU is known to do from time to time to give pedophiles like a platform to say how like lovable they are as pedophiles. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of my favorite tropes when they pull it out, not for necessarily the right reasons, but for, for me, like having my jaw drop to the floor, we do a, we do a category that we rank on called problematic. And those, (laughs) uh, those ones always rank high in the problematic scale. That's right. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Now let's take a look at the second half of this episode. Novak turns to her friend, Judge Mary Clark, for some advice on the case. With J.J. gone, they can't prove his recantation was coerced. I'm not dropping the charges. I admire your tenacity. But you know, without a complaining witness, your case is over. Billy Tripley's guilty of witness tampering. Can you prove it? Not yet, but I know Tripoli got to the parents, threatened to enforce the non-disclosure agreement. Casey decides to go after the NDA the Oslo signed on J.J.'s behalf. She convinces a judge to appoint a guardian ad litem to represent J.J. And who volunteers? 
Judge Mary Clark says, I'll do it, and then proceeds to grill Mr. Oslo about where his son is. He replies, in the land where the river runs free, in the land through the green country, in the land to the shiny sea, and you and me are free to be, be you and me. Yes. Oh, All right, whatever. So I'm, I'm crying. That song makes me cry. Uh, it's like Puff the Magic Dragon, no, but happy. Puff the Magic Dragon actually makes you cry. <laughs> Oslo chooses to go to jail for contempt rather than give up JJ's location and lose all that sweet, sweet hush money. That's when a counselor for terminally ill children tells Olivia Billy molested a girl dying of leukemia. Nora Hodges says her granddaughter April was brought to the treasure room, just like J.J. To collect DNA from Billy, Warner plucks some hairs from his head, but when it comes to the pubic hair, he's given himself a permanent laser Brazilian. I mean, who has it? <laughs> Novak's case starts to unravel when Nora and April are busted for shoplifting. The doctors discover that April doesn't have leukemia. She's being poisoned with mercury by her grandmother to keep her sick. Confronted by Casey, she admits her accusation against Billy was just a shakedown for money. Clark's private eye says J.J. has fled to Canada with his uncle, and with no other choice but to drop the charges against him, Billy throws a victory party with children on live television. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, as no, one does. Yes, one does. <laughs> no, send out a press release. Novak and the judge <laughs> are having dinner in a restaurant and talking about the mm -hmm. case, and Novak suddenly raises her voice and says, I know that boy was molested. J.J. told Wong he can identify a birthmark on Billy's penis. <laughs> and everyone in the restaurant stops and turns. Stop. Yeah, as no, they if, don't. Yeah, as yeah. if yeah. no one has ever talked about a child seeing a grown man's dick in public. Yeah, <laughs> and they fired Sutherland for being a lesbian. Is this because I'm a lesbian? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really something. How about this? Judge Clark sums up the problem of JJ being a wall like this. Well, unfortunately, the boy's out of the picture. And we can't very well go around violating a defendant's Eighth Amendment right to face his accuser. That would not be the Eighth Amendment, <laughs> Your Honor. Yeah. Uh, that would be the Sixth Amendment. Mm. The Eighth Amendment <laughs> prohibits cruel and unusual punishment and excessive bail. Yeah. So nice job, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. I'm sure that was one of those things where they had it right in the script and, and Marlo Thomas just read it wrong and they were like, nobody cares. No, Let's no, 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 no. I, I say the opposite. <laughs> It's the kind oh, okay. of thing where they had it wrong in the script and then nobody <laughs> caught it. Yeah, that, that shit happened. This is 2004. Yeah. It's early enough that it they wouldn't necessarily. All the time on this show. Uh -huh. Where there's some sort of slug uh -huh. thing in the script that nobody catches. Mm -hmm. like Yeah, like clear typos. Yeah, yeah. or we're going to put like a, a fake like thing for Facebook and we're going to call it Face Union. We'll change it later. Oh, I and love And they that never yeah. do. <laughs> in court, when uh, the judge agrees to appoint a guardian ad litem, Judge Mary Clark steps out of the gallery like... Harold Hill and the Music Man. He says, hey, say now, folks, I hear you need a lawyer. Allow me to offer my services. Clark's my name. Protecting children's my game. Yep. She walks right up to the defense table and starts interrogating the dad. It was the only way to get them to leave him alone. Let me ask one more question. Why, if Jeremy recanted of his own volition, are you hiding him? I'm not. He just needed to get away. Isn't it so he can't testify against Billy Tripley? This isn't your courtroom. It is now. No. She's like... I have just one more question. Who the fuck gave you the right to ask questions? Uh, you were in the audience a minute ago. Phil Donahue did. That's who. <laughs> Call her standby. She was very comfortable. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I, she presumed I, too much. 
And I love the glee with which Judge Terhune is like, yeah, Marlo Thomas is going to be taking over these proceedings. He was having fun. Yeah, it was like it was like he wanted to go to lunch real bad. And mm-hmm. she was making it so he could sneak bites of his sandwich from under the dais and just like put them in his mouth. <laughs> and he could just he sit could... there and chew and just like nod away and be like, yep. Mm. I loved that whole vibe. I loved it. Play some Minesweeper real quick. On yes. His <laughs> oh, that is so era appropriate. Nice job. Very nice job. By the way, later, Mary Clark, Judge Mary Clark, is talking about, you know, how the father's been put in jail for contempt. Sending his son out of our jurisdiction does not vacate the order. Until he produces that kid, I am keeping his ass in jail. You're not the judge <laughs> for this. Mm-hmm. You can't keep him in jail longer. Who the fuck mm-hmm. are you? She's the judge Alito? and she's the judge and jury. <laughs> judge and jury. <laughs> and warden, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, she's married to Phil Donahue. She's got power. They probably have a plane. Yeah. They probably have a fucking plane, those two, don't they? Uh, but Donahue got canceled. Like he got really canceled because of his opposition to the Iraq war. Like he was never on TV after that. So I don't know. Maybe they took his plane away. He, he was, was. He was right, hundred percent. The Iraq yeah, war. Yeah, right. He was actually right. Yeah. It wasn't even Twitter then. How do you get canceled? All right. I don't know. So when they're plucking hairs from Billy's head, he whines that. Look, this is police brutality. And Stabler says, "Trust me, when you're being brutalized by me." You'll know it. Yay. There's the problematic stabler we love no to hate. No shit. That's your Eighth Amendment violation right there. So That's I'm gonna right. Beat you. Yeah. He yeah. was a dick to a child at the beginning Who of this episode. Who was a victim. Who was a, clearly a victim. And yeah. he had great hair and yes. was, you know, could cry on command. This kid was, you know, like a valuable asset and for the team. And a smart ass that I want to adopt <laughs> just for the commentary. Like that kid... I want that kid to be in my house when we're watching television just to hear what he says back to the screen. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Benson says, like, this keeps getting freakier and freakier because uh, Billy, like, laser hair removed all of his pubes. No hair down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, the yeah. kid remembered a birthmark on the guy's dick but didn't notice he was shaved like a newborn. How would he yeah, know you're not supposed to be hair down there? Uh, He's a child. I don't know. You're thinking too much, and I guess. You're overthinking. These are fictional children, remember, and That's fictional right. crimes. And it's a fictional yeah. pube. It's a fictional <laughs> hairless scrote. I get it. All right. Yeah, but they made that like a major plot device, right? Yeah. So they're making us think about it, because Shirley like plucked one of his real hairs and hid it in her underwear as if it were a, a, a real pube. That's true. Yeah. It's Chekhov's pube, I guess is what we're waiting to see, yeah. I love when he drops trowel for them, and they're both just staring at his chunk. (laughs) (laughs) You can see a full ass cheek. You can see the right cheek. So, And no ass hair. Yep. No, that's true. When they finally drop the charges against Billy, he throws a huge party, and the news shows up. Broadcasting live. Yeah. Billy, do you harbor any resentment? He invited the media. I do feel sorry for that little girl, though. She was as much a victim as I was. The mood in here is pretty festive. I've been vindicated, but the real winners are the children. I've done this before. Somebody pulled up an ENG truck in front of this house, ran cable mm-hmm. all the way up the <laughs> stairs, pulled it in. Got the IFB in the ear and says, we're breaking Mm -hmm. into afternoon programming for this party (laughs) with a bunch of kids. And nobody said, you know what? This is kind of fucked up. Nope. Mm -hmm. Look at this party. (laughs) You know why? 
They don't have to sign an NDA. That's why. Yeah. 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 You're not a toy mogul, man. That's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you were, everybody would be there. Yeah. They didn't want to grow up. They were Toys R Us no. kids. <laughs> he doesn't want yeah, them to grow up either. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. All right, now let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip from the Headlines. You think you know who did it. You think you know who did it. But you don't know who did it. You don't know who did it. Rip from the headlines. Well, this episode is based on Michael Jackson. Again. Mm. But some of his plot points come from the lesser-known story of Beth Thomas. After her mother died when Beth was an infant, she and her brother were raised by their neglective and abusive father. They were removed from the home and placed with a loving foster family. But the preschooler began displaying psychopathic symptoms. She'd steal knives, stick her brother with pins, and kill baby birds. She told therapists she was fascinated by pain. Beth was diagnosed with reactive detachment disorder. Her treatment was the subject of a 1990 documentary called Child of Rage. Psychologists slowly built her trust in other people. Another part of her therapy included rebirthing, a controversial practice in which the child struggles to free herself from wrapped blankets. Beth claimed the intensive therapy worked for her, allowing her to gain empathy and set aside her psychopathic tendencies. She was adopted and resumed a normal childhood. Today, Beth Thomas works as a nurse and a motivational speaker. So Beth Thomas is apparently one of only two adults who went Mm -hmm. through the reactive attachment disorder treatment and had good things to say about it. <laughs> wow. So SVU's done an episode about that, the uh, the rebirthing therapy. Yes, uh, and the kid that died. That's a fun one. Yeah, it was yeah. called <laughs> it was yeah. Cage, yeah. and it was one uh-huh. of the uh, the Danny Beck episodes. Yeah. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. we know. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, yeah. So this wasn't based on the like I guess this was pre like Gypsy Rose episodes, right? Yeah, and there mm. is a you know like you said the the Munchausen by proxy uh, storyline that that did mm. come later. Um, I mean, it's obviously it's also a Michael Jackson another episode. Another Michael Jackson. Another smoke, yeah. smoke was the first one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have just played size read from that one, and we would have been just fine. Oh. But we thought we should give him some more work. By the way, I remember Child of Rage that show. I remember watching yeah? it. I do. That's nice. the thing I remember watching. It was a lot of hug. It was a lot of like let me force you to hug me kind of situation. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So after the <laughs> documentary 
the Child of Rage. CBS made a TV movie, Adam, called Child of Rage. It starred mm. Mel Harris mm. from 30-something. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. Already 60-something. And Marriott yeah. Hartley. Do you remember Marriott Hartley? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember Marriott Hartley, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. the big moment in the documentary is an eight-year-old actress turning to the star of The Incredible Hulk and screaming, I hate your guts, you ugly old bitch. <laughs> so basically, like this is a uh, a classic nurture versus nature argument, right? Yeah. Is a psychopath yeah. born or made? And if she's made, yeah. can she be unmade? Adam, what do you mm. think? Nurture or nature? I think there's a, a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. So I think there is uh, oftentimes, you know, like, so I have a, a, a child and he has been easy so far his whole life, knock on wood, completely easy. And I, I we were expecting, oh, there's got to be something wrong with him. There's going to be something wrong with him. <laughs> and there hasn't been. And for a lot of, a lot of it is just, that we got lucky, you know, he, we didn't do something special to make him sleep at night. You know, he, that's him. But I think that at the same time, you know, there is something to be said for how, your upbringing. Now, I think, uh, I think if you look at the Michael Jackson storyline, you know, there's a lot of nurture that mm -hmm. uh, that yeah. led into Michael Jackson maybe being uh, as big of a freak as he turned out to be. So, so JJ is supposed to be like the psychopath in this thing? Yeah, that his anger issues are. So we're supposed to believe here is that JJ got molested and then turned into like the. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So can I have a question, though? If that's what. Ha so I don't buy any of that for this episode. Here's why. The parents' reaction, like the whole like covering for him, boys will be boys thing, mm -hmm. that is much more in line with parents who've just raised a kid where like the kid has always just been difficult and they've always like yeah. used to covering. That is not sure. in line with parents who had a kid that used to be normal and then turned into like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just not in line. Even if you became rich, you would still be like, oh my God, my kid is super fucked up. I'm really sorry. Yeah. You would not my be kid's like, so annoying. Yeah, yeah, you would not be like, this is normal. What are you talking about? Like, that is just not the reaction you would have. So I just don't buy the parents' behavior in this episode at all. So it's called either reactive detachment disorder or attachment disorder. Mm -hmm. Here's from a, a white paper on how to treat attachment disorder it says, these are tips for bonding. Eye contact, touch, movement, smiles, lactose. Lactose? Yeah, milk. Uh, yeah. That's, you give him milk? Yeah. Yeah. Like warm milk? Really? That's like, that's going to, that, that's a psychological treatment? I think treatment. that's for babies. I Oh, yeah, I think for like 12 for like well, yeah, come on, neonates. babies are yeah. not sticking each other with pins. Is this one of them smothering in a blanket and making them have to be born again? Yeah, Probably. beating them while they're like wrapped in pillows. Oh, yeah. God. So in what probably seems like was very unlikely as a child, Beth Thomas was awarded a modern day Florence Nightingale Nursing Excellence Award to recognize her efforts as a nurse at the Flagstaff Medical Center. Hmm. That's just as unlikely as Chris Maloney winning an award for most luxurious hair. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for us. We want to thank our guest, Adam Schwitters. Adam, where can our listeners follow you online? 
So uh, basically, our podcast is called Munch My Benson, and anywhere online where you want to look for Munch My Benson, so on Twitter, we're at Munch My Benson, on Instagram, we're at Munch My Benson, on Reddit, we have a Reddit, it's r slash Munch My Benson, our website is MunchMyBenson.com, our email is MunchMyBenson at gmail.com, that's all that stuff. And Rebecca Lavoie, how can our listeners follow you? Well... I do tweet a lot. I'm at Reb Lavoy. You can also follow me on Instagram if you want to see dogs. But honestly, I'm going to be checking out my, my Munch My Benson like everywhere mm. because <laughs> I want to munch my Benson. Yeah, you do. You really do. Yeah. Uh, you can track me on Twitter at Kevin P. Flynn and you can tweet to us at Law and Order Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast. Our newsreader was Cy Freighter. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Content assistance from Travis Roy, Lily Flynn handles promotions. To get ad-free episodes of These Are Their Stories a week early, sign up for Stitcher Premium. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Are Their Stories was recorded in the Yoga Loft above the Bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Partners in Crime Media. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.